Hey, I'm Little Karibo, and I implore you to show me your news. Show me your news. And now, from the Super Smash Brothers capital of the world, SmashNexus.net proudly presents. Show me your news. Happy holidays, listeners of Show Me Your News. It's Yoko here on December 26th, 2009. Day after Christmas, it's a dark, dreary, rainy type day outside here in Michigan, but hopefully it's better where you are, unless you're covered by, you know, feet of snow, and that'd be unfortunate. It's still better than the rain like we got last night. No kidding. And if you may hear, we have a special guest, and it is (laughs) wonderful to have him back. Welcome back, Samurai Panda. Thank you, thank you. I guess I'm a a guest now rather than a co-host because of all the... Hell that I've been through in this past half a year. But, well, uh, we, you, if you have, if you have, you know, time, you know, freed up, we would love, or I, I would love. I guess it's more of a solo <laughs> op now, when I drag in guests from time to time. But I'd love to have you back whenever you can. I just know that your schedule is incredibly busy, and we're just going to have a, a loose, tangential episode. You know, Panda's got still. He's only setting aside like one or two hours because he's even, even during break, so busy. What a busy man. Yeah. Because you know what, today's my Christmas. Today's uh, your Christmas. I, that's weird. Yeah, it's I know it's very weird because the like, Christmas Day for my family, um, more specifically my dad, is all about like the cousins, you know, about like the other family, mm-hmm. and then he kind of forgets that he has a family, you know, that doesn't have Christmas on Christmas Day. It's very annoying and kind of upsetting. Uh, but like today around like four o'clock, he will start opening the uh, presents and. Um, I guess today's my Christmas day, and he, he doesn't even want to finish them all today, but I'm going to make them, because I want to go pull them. <laughs> so like, I've been, like, I want to go back to my condo, that is. Yeah, I've been in my house for like three or four days, and it's like, I cannot live here anymore, yeah. because, oh, the lectures, and the, oh, man. You, got you think in post school, to think I'm, a, I'm like an adult now? Mm-hmm. Not so much. Yeah. So, the first thing we want to talk about is, obviously, you've been incredibly busy with school. I had, actually, an incredibly busy end of my school year as well, but... You know, for the people who've been listening the past few episodes, um, what is the medical school experience like? Give us give us some stories. I'm sure people want to hear about the hell you've been through. Well, I mean, there aren't a whole lot of stories. Uh, really, in my life is kind of one-dimensional. I wake up, I play games for like an hour, then I study for the vast majority of the day. And then I play games for another hour or two and go to bed. That's mm-hmm. my life. I mean, it, it's really kind of ridiculous how much you have to study. It, it's just watching lectures, and then you have to, like, study them and everything. And I get to watch lectures. They're streaming online. Right. So I don't actually have to go to classes unless there's something, like, required. Well, that's um, pretty nice. And, you know, because I bet, like, you know, going to downtown Detroit with a car and finding parking and all is just... Oh, no, it's fun. fine, because uh, it, it's kind of weird. You go to downtown Detroit. It, uh-huh. It's downtown Detroit. It's a piece of shit. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Honestly, you, you you do not want to get out of the car at any point in time. And there will be homeless people on the sides with the signs and stuff like that. You're like, oh, God. But as soon as you hit the wing campus, mm-hmm. everything gets so much nicer. It's like, whoa, this this is like a real city. And they have a parking garage and everything. So you get you, know, you just go in there and it's totally fine. It's just 
that one little street that I get off the highway before I get on the way, and it's just the creepiest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no way in state they actually have, like, money donated there, so they oh, have yeah. the funds to make it look nice and all. So mm-hmm. what kind what kind of, you know, subjects did you study in your, your first little, you know, several-month stint of medical Yeah, school? so I don't actually have semesters, as I was telling uh, Yoko earlier. Um, my first, we just go by subjects, really. My first subjects were anatomy and histology, now working on physiology and biochem. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but, like, the first day of anatomy, they were introducing us to the, you know, subjects, and they kind of took us downstairs to the lab mm-hmm. and took us to a body bag. And, like, inside this body bag is your cadaver for the next four months. Ew. So, for, yeah, for the next four months, I, without even knowing I was going to be doing it, uh, was dissecting a human body. Did you, like, smell afterwards? Of course. Are you kidding me? The smell of dead people does not go off in the shower, let me tell you that. And by dead people, I mean formaldehyde. Right. Uh, Although, let me just say that they don't smell that pleasant either. Uh, Especially the kidneys. Oh, God. Ew. Yeah, I mean, of course, kidneys where you make your... Right, process your urine. urine Yeah. Right. So when we took the kidneys out, it was kind of like, oh, God, what is that? Oh, just this little puddle beneath the kidney. Ugh. That was the worst smelling part. I mean, of course, we had to clean shit out of the colon. Uh, yeah. Literally. Had to clean shit out, and that was not fun. Uh, opened up the stomach, but it was surprisingly clean. Uh, and, you know, opened up the gallbladder and stuff. Like, when you look at the body and the inside, it all looks the same. Honestly, like, it, like you see it in pictures and stuff like that, like, it, it all looks different. It all looks like all, you know, shiny and stuff. And No. When you actually open it up, everything looks the damn same, except for one thing. What's that? It's it's the gallbladder. Really? Yeah, we opened up the stomach, like the the abdomen area, you know, like cut open the abs and stuff Uh like that. Um, And then we're looking at the stomach, and everything, of course, is the same. You know, your intestines all look the same, just stomach and stuff like that. And then you then you just see this bright green thing right beneath the liver. You're like, what the hell? And it's the gallbladder just sitting there. You're like, wow, that's kind of nasty. And then, like, some people have to have theirs removed. I mean, what happens when that doesn't oh, turn, that, like, dark green? Or <laughs> I, Honestly, I have no idea. Because um, my first year of medical school, you, you learn everything about the body. Second year, you learn everything about the body that, well, screws up. Mm-hmm. So I don't actually get to the pathology, they call it. Uh, and, you know, what's wrong with the body until next year. Okay, okay. But do you think, like, you're doing well? I think the main question I wanted to ask is that, you know, when we were living together in the, the amazing apartment, I haven't talked to Wu. I mean, we've talked, but, like, we've been just so busy that we haven't hung out yet, which is a damn shame. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you were saying that, like, you know, you maybe weren't sure about medical school. I mean, it is tough to say after, you know, what the equivalent of a semester would be, but do you think like mm-hmm. it's it's a good fit for you so far, or do you have like? Oh, I, I mean, I still just I just go through it, you know. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to be there, and I don't really want to do it, but I have no choice right now. Yeah, uh, I have nothing better to do in my life. I, if I get if I quit medical school, what am I going to do? Right. right. Until I figure that out, I'm in medical school for the next you know nine years. Technically, it's only four. Technically, I'm only studying for two yeah. because two years of books two years of actually dealing with patients and doing things, then five years of residency, residency uh, yep. and, mm-hmm. you know, more specialization after that. Hmm. So I'm not actually a full-fledged doctor until I'm, like, 30-something. 
it's quite the process. But you know, if if it's you know what you want to follow and it's what you want to do, then it's it's worth it in the long run. I know that I would not want to do that after I had. Let's see. So I was taking this past semester. I was doing some Nazi cinema. I was doing some TV Ooh. studio. I was taking creative writing for an easy blow-off class <laughs> and uh, one other class that I shouldn't forget. Some other class that I, I can't remember off the top wow. of my head. Wow, that was so long ago, you know. I, I, I know, I, it's I, incredible. But, um, oh, it was um, animation. Oh. That, that, you know, the movie. that. You, by the way, what would you think of it? Did you see it? Uh, I laughed my ass off at the point where they were explaining the powers because, like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That is so anime. It's just, it's just, oh man, it's too good. Yeah, the epitomization of that. So my last two weeks of the semester was like, you know, all the different final projects. And like, it was the it was so easy of a semester. And I, my roommates are all engineers right now and they're having weekly assignments every mm-hmm. single week. And they're just like working, working, working. And I'm like, this is easy. But, you know, get to the last couple of weeks and I have the animation to do. I did that thing yeah. in two weeks. And it was it was ten times the effort that any of my other classmates put in to uh, to their animation, and so that fortunately yeah. turned out well. And then I also had for the Nazi cinema class, get this for a three credit class, the teacher gave us a final exam, a final presentation, and a fifteen to twenty page research paper all Ooh. in the last two weeks. Damn. And it's just like you're a German and French teacher, it's cross-listed in German and film, and what are you thinking? So, I had all that to do, I had to do a couple portfolios for creative writing, and, um, you know, TV studio was easy, but I had a paper and a presentation, and it was just an ass-ton of work compared to the rest of the semester. Right. It was a little ridiculous, (laughs) but it's over, and then I'm having an even easier semester Oh, by the way, I uh, I got a three point nine two five as a nice. semester GPA, so all the hard work paid off. Um, got... I'm jealous. I don't get like grades anymore. Wow. So. Uh, yeah, uh, in medical school, there's only two grades: huh. pass or fail. As long as you're on the pass side. <laughs> yep, uh, I've gotten a pass. So what? Four point oh? Yeah. Yeah. Woo. Uh, yeah, I mean, like. They they it's got they got a lot of sayings about that because it's kind of ridiculous that you can just pass and be mm-hmm. a doctor like P equals M D which is a physics equation okay but they kind of say pass equals M D <laughs> you know makes and, sense uh, they also say you know what do you call the person that gets the lowest in their class in medical school a doctor a doctor exactly yeah <laughs> so. Interesting, interesting. So many differences, and you're right in the middle of it. That's, that's incredible. So next yeah. semester, I get to do sitcom TV studio as opposed to just normal TV studio. Uh, I get to do some acting, um, some Hitchcock uh, films, and um, a, a, oh, what is it? a philosophy class, a philosophy 181 about fate, oh. freedom, and happiness. Yeah. This is going to be the blow-off semester of all blow-off semesters. Seriously. So I just got to find a job. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, oh, then all I got to do is find a job. Yeah, you know, real life <laughs> real life catching up to me. It's See, I don't have you know school to go to after college, so I either stay in Michigan, try to find I'm a sure internship. I'm school you can find. Yeah, but like, 
Grad school for film is not really that worth it right now, I guess. Unless I really right. find a need for it. So it's either like I stay in Michigan, find an internship, or I go to another state, spend a shit ton of money, and, you know, try to live somewhere while I find a job. I'm all for going to the other state. Me and too. I'll tell you uh, a little bit about a friend of mine uh, that I think you might know who got invited to uh, work at a game studio through a project he did huh. on Smash Bros. Who? Who's like, that? They just found out about it. I, I can't really get into the details because he doesn't uh, want people to know yet. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I'll tell you maybe afterwards or something. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. It's kind of surprising. I mean, uh, the game studio, though, is Riot. Riot is, okay. are the creators of League of Legends. Yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So let's let's talk about this League of Legends game. You've forgotten those who don't know. It's, it's, am I right? It's, it's, a, uh, it's a PC game. Yes. And it's, is it more of like an RTS kind of thing? No? Kind of, sort of. Like, basically, sorta. if you know what Defense of the Agents is, Dota, you know what LOL is. Uh, LOL being the acronym for League of Legends. Yeah, they, they did that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, the guys that made Dota went on to make LOL. Uh, here's the thing. You know, uh, people who've played Warcraft 3, uh, the hero units in Warcraft 3, and if you haven't played Warcraft 3, I'm sure you played, like, Starcraft or Command & Conquer or something like that. Uh, it's like those games, it plays like those games, com- uh, controls and whatnot, but you only have one unit. That's it. You don't build any units, you don't do anything like that. Um, and that one unit is the like the hero, the champion. And, well, it, it's, a, it's a, they call it a multiplayer online battle arena, MOBA genre. Okay. Um, and it's a five on five. It's a team game. So, you just uh, get four friends or just get four random people and you fight against five other people, and uh, it's really intense and a, a lot of fun. I've been playing that probably too much because <laughs> um, it's the only thing that fits my schedule. It's an online game, you know. I don't have to go to a tournament. I don't have to travel. So hmm. more or less, replace Smash for me. Really? So yeah. you haven't been as much into Smash, or no? No, I've been going to tournaments here and there, but honestly, like I'm, I'm getting worse and worse because I don't have anyone to play with. Not like. I don't have anyone that lives around me because I actually do. Yeah. More like the time to have Smash Fest. You know? Right. Smash takes a long time. It it sure does. I can without even participating fully, I can attest <laughs> to that fact and be a you know, be a not a witness, but I can I can vouch for you. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. I, I've pretty much officially told people that I'm not dropping out of the Smash scene, but I'm not gonna be taking it seriously uh, as a competitor anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't go to Pound Four, which disappoints me. Uh, but mm, doesn't surprise me really. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I'm just playing a lot of LOL. And ironically enough, I see a lot of Smashers playing LOL too. Um, my first like week of playing the game, I randomly played against Overstorm. Hmm. Yeah, it was just wow. I had no idea he played. He had no idea I played. I just like I was playing games like Overstorm. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Are you the Overstorm? <laughs> I get that a lot too. Uh, when I'm playing LOL, oh, yeah. people are like, wait, you're Samurai Panda? I'm like. Yeah, like wait, like the Smasher? I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, it's me. Like, like the mod on Smash boards. I'm like, yeah. like you lie. Like, okay, you could go ask me on the boards. I don't really care. Yeah, because the Samurai Panda who isn't Samurai Panda would totally know about being a Smasher and being a mod on Smash boards. Yeah. Right, right. 
I mean, it's actually kind of funny. One dude uh, was asking me if I was if I was at the actual Samurai Panda. I'm like, and he's like, who do you mean? I'm like, Snake. He's like, liar. Samurai Panda quit last week. I was like, what? <laughs> All these rumors starting about you. Dude, it came out of nowhere. I was like, I'm still active on the boards. I still talk to people there. Like, I, I have given no indication that I quit. Although so. mostly that's in Big Michigan. I know that you've been recruiting people in Big Michigan for yeah. League of Legends. I mean, it's a fun game. I really do enjoy it. And uh, it's free. It's a free-to-play game. Uh, you can download it for free. You can play it for free. If you want, you can pay for it uh, and get, like, an unlock a lot of stuff. You do not need to pay for it. Like, they said that they are not selling power. People who will be the top players in the game will not have bought with actual money anything. So. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, Christmas just happened. I know that, you know, you might have not said it in the podcast, but you open your gifts after this podcast, mm-hmm. do you have any idea of what you may be receiving, or is it all going to be a surprise yeah. to you? Um, I pretty much know exactly what I'm getting. I didn't ask for anything this year. There's nothing I really want. Yeah, um, my brother asked for like tw- 10 games. I asked for one. I asked for Assassin's Creed 2. Um, that's it, really. Yeah. And you played the first Assassin's Creed? I think we have ours sitting around here somewhere, but I haven't played it yet. Uh, yeah, I, I, I play a little bit in the beginning, and then I stopped for like a few months, and then I picked it up again randomly, just because like, I was like, oh, I should finish this game. Mm-hmm. Then I got really into it, and, you know, I was really enjoying it. The reason it's the only game I asked for this year is because I keep up with, you know, my game news. You know, I go to 1UP, I go to game trailers. Yeah. Um, and the thing about Assassin's Creed 1 was that there was a lot of potential in the game that I felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and like, if it only had this or this or this, you know, I felt like it would be like an awesome, awesome game. And then in Assassin's Creed 2, a lot of the criticisms that I had and a lot of the things that I thought, like, they would really reach their potential if they added this kind of system in it uh, were actually implemented. So Good for that. I don't see what the result is. Not a lot of gaming studios actually do that and follow through. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you know, did you hear that uh, Super Street Fighter 4 got delayed to, like, April? Got delayed? Really? Yeah, because Capcom doesn't want to compete with, like, uh, you know... Mass Effect 2 and Final Fantasy and all the other stuff that's in quarter 4 of this year. So they're Although pushing it back to quarter, quarter 1. It would be, you know, in competition with Super Street Fighter 4. Yeah. So, and they, they push back, like, Lost Planet 2 as well, and so they're just trying to move it back. I don't know. What, kind of, what games uh, did you get this year? I didn't really get any games, per se, really? but um, I'm, I have, like, uh, you know, $30 of Best Buy credit through Reward Zone and got like a $50 check. I think I'm going to actually get a PS2 and like try to catch up oh. on classics that I've never played before. Because mm. you know, I have that you know Metal Gear trilogy sitting around. I have a Budokai Tenkaichi for PS2 sitting <laughs> around and all this other stuff. Like, I, I'm looking at these like you know top 25 games of the decade that you know we'll get to later and just run through. Mm. But like I haven't played a lot of them. Like, I know one of your favorites, Shadow of the Colossus, I never got around to playing. And it's just because I totally missed that, that whole, it? you know, part of the generation. Or gaming, you know, console generation. Because it was just GameCube. Isn't the PS3 backwards compatible? No. I, not I don't the know one, if the ones are. Not the one that my roommate currently has. And, like, I think he just got it, like, at the end of last year. It mm-hmm. does not play PS2 games. And, you know, it's kind of annoying. I think that yours, because you got it in the beginning, works with yeah. some. All of them, actually. Uh, it, it has built in. The, the PS2 software is actually built into it. Um, and then later on, 
they made PS3s where the software, or rather, I'm sorry, the PS2, like, was emulated on the PS3. Mm-hmm. They still required new, new hardware inside of it for that, for that yeah. though. And then, eventually, uh, they just took it out altogether to make it cheaper. Yeah. Um, which is why the price cuts came. Right. So, you know, I'm considering that, like, the console's only $100. I mean, so that's, that's pretty reasonable. Um, mm-hmm. I got... Dark Knight on DVD and Shawshank Redemption on DVD. Nice. I got unlimited texting, which is like the only thing I really asked for. Like, hmm. Nothing major. And I, well, I remember you first got texting. You were asking me like, I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know if I want to use it. It's it's so worth it because then yeah. like you link it up to like Facebook and Twitter, and it's it's pretty mm-hmm. pretty awesome. But yeah, my uh, my Christmas was a, a very Mediocre one, but I guess it's a sign of the times. I mean, not just that, but it's also a sign of the gaming times. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of AAA titles that were released, uh, mostly with PS3. Mm-hmm. And since you don't have PS3, I guess you didn't really take advantage of that. Yeah. Um, or couldn't really, that is. And, um, I mean, this year just seems like it's waiting for the next generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like next year is going to be the same. It's just going to be like the, them wrapping it up and... The year after that, like I think at this E three we might see some changes, maybe. Right, right. I can't, I can't imagine that uh, the three sixty can really be uh, just chugging along at the at the rate it's going right now. They, I think Microsoft's going to be releasing new console soon. I would agree. Um, and well, I like they also have like the Natal and the PS three mm-hmm. controller, which I guess they uh, they call the gem in as like yeah. a beta name. Or something. No, that, like that. that's that's not official. It's the code name. Just right. like Natal. The code name. name, yeah. Called beta name, whatever. <laughs> um but yeah, like that's you know coming in two thousand ten and um my brother got a pre order for the collector's edition of Mass Effect two. I think he's looking okay. forward to that a lot. And uh we got our mom We Fit Plus. Mm. So finally getting on getting on board if you catch my drift. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's as you know that's my Christmas in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm half expecting my dad to pull out some ra- like random big gift out of his ass because uh, he kept talking about uh, how he has nothing for me and how like he feels so bad and how he's like going to go out to like TJ Maxx or something like that and just like spend a hundred dollars on me because like uh, <clears throat> he hasn't got anything. But that like knowing him. He's trying to throw me off. Mm-hmm. So, I guess a PSP. A PSP Go? Hopefully not. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that look nice, but I mean, it, that's like the only console, really, that I don't have. Right. I don't really ask for it, because I don't really want it, but... Yeah. But you can go well, all digital. <laughs> but all my, my movies on the UMD format. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so the, uh, the decade is closing in upon us. Mm. It's hard to imagine that, like, in, you know, five days or so, it's going to be 2010. Yeah. Wow. Um, no, I kind of feel old. I don't know about you. I do feel old, yeah. Especially, like, you know, the whole real world coming up soon, and... Mm. I don't know, some of our younger listeners might have no idea what that, you know, entails, but... They'll learn. They'll learn quickly. Yeah, it's funny because once you once you get out of uh, college, college is the best time of your life. Honestly, you'll have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. And after college, you'll realize that real life kind of sucks. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still in school though, so I still don't have real responsibilities, and I can still avoid like real life for a while. But I mean, I still have to work five years on minimum wage while in residency. So, because your job is you are a student at the moment. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, you know, in hindsight of the. Uh, the decade, if you will. There's been different, you know, gaming websites that have tried to compile a list of the top 25 games of the decade. And it's it's very, you know, subjective and all that. But one that I came across in trying to look up for a topic of discussion of these was from GameZone.com. And, I don't know, it's kind of an interesting list, wouldn't you say, Panda? I Yeah, there are a few that I agree with. There are a few that I don't agree with. Um... I guess we can go through it really fast and just name the ones that stand out to us. At number 25, we have Shenmue 2. Um, Shenmue. Shenmue. Yeah. It's a very, very fun game, very good game. But, uh, For the Dreamcast, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I haven't touched it. And then we got 24, Counter-Strike, you know, classic FPS on the PC. That probably should be higher, but I don't know... I don't know when it was made. I think it was made before 2000, so I can see why it's not higher up. Mm. It did definitely did a lot for like the modding community. I don't know to have different you know expansions to that game. Uh, yeah. Well, Counter Strike in of itself, I guess, kind of evolved over time, and uh, I guess it's a big step because Valve was one of the first people that recognized the modding community and, and hired them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so they made a full fledged game out of it, and since then there have been uh, some. Other instances of that happening, so. Right. 23, Gears of War for the Xbox Probably should be on the list. Yeah. Uh, because the cover system, mm-hmm. that's like a given in any game, including guns in a third-person view now. Yeah. And the active reload is an interesting feature as well. I've got that sitting uh, in my apartment and still have yet to play it. <laughs> so I, I do have it, just still need to play it. 22, yeah, yeah. 22 is Guitar Hero, and for, you know, the onslaught of music games, I really thought yeah. that'd be higher. It really should be. Uh, I'm, like, looking at this list for the top games of the decade, I'm not looking at them as just games. I'm looking at them as what have they done to the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How they changed how we view games today. You mm-hmm. know, the Counter-Strike, like I said, the, they've, the mod community has gotten a lot of, you know, more attention because of that. Gears of War has changed how the, the cover system works. In that they are making the cover system, really, of every third-person uh, action-adventure game nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guitar Hero has founded an entire genre that barely existed before that. So I, I definitely think it should be higher up. And we should mention that this list from GameZone.com, they say that you know the factors for the list that played a large part for titles that made the cut included initial impact, lasting impact, longevity... Stands the test of time, popularity, advancements in the genre, and much more. So, mm-hmm. for those kind of titles, like they did a lot of those things, and I don't know. Like we'll see if you know the rest of these, you know, work. We got number twenty-one, Elder Scrolls Three: Morrowind. Yeah, I know. fun game. I don't know. Uh, don't don't really think it deserves to be above some of the other ones, but. And didn't people think like Oblivion was better anyway? Oh, it is. Yeah. Kind of like. Uh, Oblivion is better, but it was really just based off the of Morrowind. Morrowind was the first time that they were like in this open world, first person view, and it was really uh, innovative in what it did. It's just that it didn't really inspire any other 
creators or gamers, uh, sorry, gaming studios, to make anything similar to it. Right. But how about you start? I'll listen to you, the next five, starting at number twenty. All right. Uh, Gran Turismo Three A Spec. Hmm. Driving. Got, yeah. <laughs> room, room, uh, cars. Yeah, there you go. Uh, number nineteen, Final Fantasy Ten. Now, I have not touched a Final Fantasy game. I've said it before. If and you still need to commit seppuku for because of that. If sure. <laughs> if I was a gaming podcast and not playing Final Fantasy is like being a sports announcer and never having actually played that sport before. Uh, I don't know. I, I Final Fantasy is an important <laughs> franchise, but it's I don't see it as like that vital. That's, I think that's just a weak comparison. But if I were to, okay, from your opinion, if I were to pick up a Final Fantasy game, first time, you know, never played before, what is the first one that I should touch? I would probably have to say uh, ten. Really? Ten because ten? yeah, like like seven, everyone you know, seven is yeah. the one everyone goes apeshit over. But it, it's it's ugly now. It did not age well for graphics, and now uh, when you go back and play it, the the thing that really makes you get through the game uh, is the nostalgia of it. Right. You know, uh, I I personally don't have the nostalgia because, like I said before, seven's the only one I haven't played for various reasons. Um, and when I tried to play it, tried to go back to it, it was just so ugly. I couldn't do it. Uh, so ten, I think, is a good mix between like it's not it's not like ugly anymore. Mm-hmm. Or right, rather, right now, and it still has a lot of advancements in it, and uh, it really does epitomize what the Final Fantasy name means. Hmm. And yeah. they they don't really you know flow together in one coherent uh, narrative. Oh, absolutely or... not. No, every Final Fantasy is a different story. Okay. Uh, uh, the most coherent uh, world that they had. Uh, is a world of avarice, which Final Fantasy XII takes place in, which is the Final Fantasy Tactics world. It, uh, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to bother explaining. Uh, I'm sure the people that listen to this kind of know what I'm talking about, but it's complicated. Yeah, it would probably just go over my head. So, okay, I guess you know, ten is would be a good, good one on the list. You know, as mm-hmm. opposed to eleven or twelve, which has also been released in this decade. Yeah, uh, definitely over twelve, and eleven doesn't really count. Anyways, uh, <laughs> number eighteen. Ico. See, <sighs> how is Shadow of the Colossus not on here, but Ico is? Because Ico kind of inspired it. I can see why Ico is, but I, I'm still sad. I couldn't find Ico when I tried to play it for the PS2. Hmm. I still, I still haven't gotten Like I got PS2 like two, three years after it was released, and I could not find Ico the one time I went out to buy it. Uh, so I still haven't played Ico. Go figure. Yeah, it's by the same developers as uh, Shadow of the Colossus. So. Right, and it's part of that trilogy, and the the last one was like The Last Guardian, I think it's called. It was just at but E3. Oh, I did not actually know it was a trilogy. Yeah, yeah. They had that, like, uh, yeah, it was at the uh, the Sony press event at E3, and they had, like, the, the trailer with the big um, flying dog dragon yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's remember, supposed to be the, the sequel to... Uh, Shadow of the Colossus and Ico. The Last uh-huh. Guardian. Kind of like the Last Airbender. Yeah. Or like the, the never-ending story. Yeah, yeah. actually it more like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alright, number 17, it's Bioshock. Hmm. Great game. Uh, I loved it. I, I don't think it really made any impacts in the industry in and of itself, other than the incredible hype that surrounded it. Like, yeah. Absolutely 
insane hype that surrounded it that I've never seen before at the time. Um, and it lived up to it for the most part. So. And then you got the sequel that's coming next year. Yep, that looks uh, like a lot of fun. Have you played Bioshock? Um, we have it for the PC. Like, my brother got it for like $5, but I have not touched it yet. And actually, yeah, we have a 360 <laughs> version at my apartment. Games that I have to play, people. Games that I have to play. The list keeps going on as we it keep does. talking. It's kind of disheartening. A little bit. Have you, have you ever played any games? It's, it's, you know, like, what games are you playing? If you're not playing the games, you should be playing. Clearly. That's what I want. Uh, at number 16 which should definitely be higher, because I think it's one of the best-selling uh, series of all time right now, mm, yeah. uh, The Sims. Oh, yeah. Just hits it, the it, casual it Mar- audience big time. It beat Mario, I swear to God, didn't it? I could have I could have sworn it did. It's really high up on that list. I, I can't say you know what it passed, what it didn't pass, but like it's up oh, there in the top-selling franchises of all time. Here it is. Uh, the Sims has sold more than 6.3 million copies worldwide, making the best-selling PC game in history. Um, and I know you yeah. loved three incredibly. I didn't love three. I mean, when you, you play the Sims, all you the time. Well. Yeah, like I said, I mean, you, you you get into the Sims like when you first start playing, you'll be playing it for a while, uh, and you'll be enjoying it for a while, and then one day you'll just like save, exit, and just never turn it back on again. I know. I made my character, and then like I saw all the things with like you know. I think I might have played The Sims back in the day, but like that was when it was like really basic, and it's just really advanced now. And when you skip two, it's it's overwhelming. So I just made the character. I, mean, I never touched it. Yeah, it, like you, you, you'll take a while to kind of get used to like the game. That it kind of doesn't do a great job of like slowly introducing you to the different features. It just kind of puts you in the middle. They're like, yeah, you can do this and this, and mm-hmm. we're not really going to tell you how because you kind of you can kind of figure it out yourself. But good luck. Right. I mean. Will Wright makes a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. So, yeah, that's all that really needs to be said. Number fifteen, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two. I have played this game, and it's it's definitely the best, you know, of the Tony Hawk series. Mm-hmm. First skateboarding like games, that's that's the gold standard. I mean, three and four were also pretty good, but like two just yeah, got everything right. It's. I mean, what do you say? Like, didn't it kind of inspire the entire like? alternative sports genre pretty much oh yeah um like every every snowboarding game like uh, you know and pretty much any game involving a board somehow plays off of the you know tony hawk uh style even sean white you know using the wee balance board for <laughs> snowboarding <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah pro skater 2 definitely got it absolutely right number mm-hmm. 14 star wars knights of the old republic or kotor you know what? I hate Coder. Really? I, I I don't know what it was. The graphics just did not look good on my computer. The, the first... I'm a very OCD player a lot of the time, so I'll be, like, doing everything I can, and the game just did not pick up for me at all. I hear it gets good right after the point that I stopped playing. I think the, like, kicker for me was that it crashed right in, like, the boss battle that was about oh, to end. Sorry, the phone's yeah. went off. Nah, it's okay. Um, We're at home, people. It happens. Yeah. Uh, the boss battle was like, uh, what was it, uh, like the boss battle before when the game really starts kind of thing, mm-hmm. it crashed and it just, like, I struggled and I could not get it started again, so, like, I would have to restart the game to, you know, get to that same point. I was like, you know what, screw it. Wow. So all those things kind of compi- compiled on, on top of each other, and I just said, you know what, I just don't like Coder. 
And that has been something that's been haunting me for quite some time because my brother being a huge, uh, like, I guess, American RPG style, mm -hmm. like Baldur's Gate and Dragon Age Origins, you know, yeah. that kind of style. Uh, he loves them. He's a huge fan of them. And he still cannot believe I don't like Coder. Yeah, it's it's what defined Bioware. I mean, we wouldn't have Mass Effect without Coder yeah. because of you know all the different uh, you know dialogue options and all that. So that's that's Knights of the Old Republic number thirteen. You know, actually, they're making a Coder uh, MMORPG. Are they really? Oh yeah, it looks really cool, and I would actually play that or try to. Are you thinking of uh, the? Is that the? That's the Old Republic. Just start uh, with the Old Republic. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. I, I forgot it. Yeah, that's, the the trailer is badass, but that's right. It's yeah, it's the uh, the computer generated one where yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that is Star Wars: The Old Republic. And did you hear that also making a uh, Force Unleashed two? Yes, that is unfortunate. Yeah, that was at uh for those that don't know the um, Spike, Spike TV VGA's yeah. mm -hmm. Video Game Awards. Um, they also announced uh, Arkham Asylum two, which right, I'm excited for. Right, and Green Day Rock Band. Yeah. I guess if you had to choose a modern band, like Green Day would be a good choice, but I'm sick of these, you know, these bands, you know, thinking they can make all this money and like people buy it. That's the sad thing. Mm -hmm. People need to like stop feeding the repetitive well, games. My brother, I think asked for Beatles rock band. Well, that that's true, but I I guess one thing that, you know, this Green Day rock band is going to do, right, is that they'll have their uh their entire set list as ex you know they'll export it to Rock Band Two, which okay. the Beatles didn't let you do. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Maybe maybe because like of the uh, the multiple like, harmony things that maybe would not work well in Rock Band oh, Two. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And then like they've got yeah they got Guitar Hero Van Halen now. It's it's going to be a really? muddled mess by you know the time. It already is. is. Although, you know, a standout in the genre that has come out recently is DJ Hero. This is true. I have not touched DJ Hero. And neither have I. But I've been hearing nothing but, you know, amazing things about it. Uh, and it looks like it's taking the music genre in a new direction besides uh, what rock band and guitar hero are doing right now. And that's good. You know, make it a, a new genre as opposed to, you know, just doing band hero and say, oh, it's... It's like Guitar Hero, but for pop and country songs. I'm still waiting for the Accordion Hero, which totally <laughs> should be made. Or like, you know, Celtic Jig Hero. You get like a little violin and you do your little fiddling. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, uh, it's probably the answering service. Uh, my dad works on Christmas Day. He works on the day after Christmas. He works on New Year's Day and New Year's Eve every day. So he always gets phone calls and... People, people die. Doesn't matter what day it is. People, people still die. This is true. It's it's real life. <laughs> anyway, back um, to the countdown. Number thirteen, Call of Duty Four: Modern Warfare. Not Modern yeah, Warfare Two. I, I mean, what do you what do you say about it? It's Call of Duty Four. Of course, it belongs there. Yeah, this story and everything. Yeah, it's it, it's it's worth it. Mm -hmm. But it it might seem a little recent. Just like this next game, we've got number twelve, Super Mario Galaxy. That absolutely does not belong there. I would agree. It was really, you know, interesting and quirky, but nope. I think there are just other games that you know were more defining, and like it did. It is a fun game. Don't you know? Don't get us wrong. Like it's yeah, it's a really fun game. We, we love the game, and you know what it did for like the circular world, you know, physics and all that is is good. But is it worth the top twenty five games of the decade? And I would say not really. 
Yeah, I, I have to completely agree because, you know, it it didn't advance anything in the genre. It didn't really change a whole lot. You know, it, it was a real. It basically, it was a really interesting gimmick, you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate to call it a gimmick because it kind of gives it a negative connotation. But, you know, it, it has it has one special thing about it, you know, the, the world. And it really, it played on it well. It did it very well. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, you know, like we said before, the, you know, what Gears of War or what Guitar Hero did for the entire industry as a whole. Right. Um, Galaxy being at number 12 is kind of a slap in the face to those things. Especially when you look at what's number 11. Beating it out by one place is the first Halo. Which should be higher, even. Exactly. I mean, when you define console FPSs like Halo Mm -hmm. Combat Evolved did, that's got to be higher and not barely eking out Super Mario Galaxy. Yeah, it's not even in the top 10. I don't even understand how they did that. Like, ugh. And... The fact that you said, you know, Galaxy's right behind it, like, come on. But, like, Call of Duty 4, as amazing as it is and how much it has actually done to the industry, uh, it should have been something near, like, the lower echelon. Because you really should be keeping the, you know, top 15 to just the things that have changed the genre. Like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2, that should probably be, like, number 3. God, you know, like, it's done so much. I think I I did see, like, a list of, like, the top-rated games of the past decade or something like that not just like you know Which what do i think is better like you know it was it was might have been like ign or something like that and it was you mm-hmm. know how they scored it and just like the top games of the decade and i believe that pro skater 2 was as you know as a perfect score was the number one game really in that regards yeah huh. and well, then, uh, i thought that'd be gta because that that's always in my yeah, opinion a little rated but. yeah that was that was definitely number two um so we're at number 10, so let's have you give the next five. All right, so... Where was I? Where was I? Okay. Number 10, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time. Hmm. Fun game, doesn't belong at number 10. Yeah, it's... It's Prince... I mean, okay, I have not played Prince of Persia that much, but, you know, with the whole time and, you know... Like, like it's like Braid, right? Where, like, what? you can't really die yeah. because you can pass your time and all that. Yeah, in that sense, it is. Um, it, it's not as they don't kind of like Braid does, you know, like a, makes it a puzzle. They don't really do it like a puzzle. They yeah. do a little bit of puzzling, but it's mostly just action. Just action, you know? yeah. yeah. But they did kind of make the wall running and stuff like that, like the high flying, uh, like aspect of it, which then later I guess got integrated to like you know Assassin's Creed and stuff like that. Like you know, the, being able to use your environment. In the third-person action game was, I think, really pioneered almost by this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it does belong in the top twenty-five for sure, but not this high. Does it beat? Like, it doesn't beat Halo, though. Yeah, exactly. It does not beat what Halo did. Like, I hate Halo. I think Halo is really overrated, and I just don't like the games at all. But I am not blind to how much it has changed the industry. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now, at number nine, we have Metal Gear Solid Three: Substance. That's a fair place. No, it's not. Yeah, it what is. It's... Uh, narrative. It's, I wrote a paper about the narrative, narrative in this game. And it's... Three is good, but... I, I don't know. Like, what, what merits three over two? Um, well, people are, you know, have the rated two of, pretty highly on, on, like, these lists. I've seen, like, two and three be pretty interchangeable. And I guess it's just a matter of choice, what you like. Um, because mm. three did just the scene... Everything about the scene, whether it's the jungle or, you know, the different buildings, like, the whole atmosphere of the game really contributed to how its narrative <laughs> progressed, and people cry 
at the end of this game, I didn't yeah. because I'm not a crying person. I know a lot of people <laughs> who haven't, but people do cry at the end of this game. And when you have like a game that's as moving as that, it's fair to see it pretty high on this list for the decade. Yeah, I, I just, like I said before, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this in terms of what it's done for the industry. And Metal Gear Solid 3 being one of the, like, the best games I've, I've played in a long, long, long time, I, I just don't know what it did for the industry. Maybe it made it more cinematic. That, that could be what you said. Yeah, because yeah, like, things like Call of Duty 4 made it even more cinematic, but it you know, made the genre of the FPS genre like, more cinematic. And, right. uh, uh, like Cinematics in general have evolved. Like, it, you can really truly say that video games are becoming an art form. Mm-hmm. Um, Hans Zimmerman, uh, you of course will know who he is, uh, but the listeners, Hans Zimmerman is a very, very famous composer who Zimmer. makes a lot of music. Oh, Zimmer, sorry. Yep. I always thought that it was Zimmerman at first, and then, it, then people told me it was Zimmer, it just never clicked. Yep, My bad. Zimmer. <laughs> yeah, Hans Zimmer. A very famous composer, uh, makes a lot of uh, music for movies. Uh, what are some examples? He has done the Pirates, the last two Pirates movies. He, mm-hmm. I think he's even done The Simpsons. He's just really known for like that epic orchestral kind of sound. Yeah. He's, well, the credits Hans, are insane, yeah. Yeah, Hans Zimmer never thought the video game genre would have stuck or would have ever become an art form. They say until he saw Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, mm-hmm. which he did the soundtrack for. Indeed, he did. Uh, so it, it's kind of a testament to the times. Even like an old guy, you know, a composer, can kind of recognize that this genre can become actual art. And maybe in that respect, Metal Gear Solid, the, the whole series in of itself has kind of inspired that cinematic, uh, you know, look and feel to the video games. Probably between that and Final Fantasy, uh, you can attribute, you know, video games becoming an art form. I still think that, you know, it's going to take some time for video games to shed, like, you know, the the lonely loser in the basement kind of thing, and maybe with, like, <laughs> the new kinds of, uh, you know, motion control that'll be coming in the future with Natal and quote-unquote Gem, um, you know, that... You know, mm-hmm. video games will become more accessible and more of an impact in society than they already are because just if you look in the past decade, like, that has been a major thing. I mean, I think yeah. a mail time question, we'll have to touch on that later. But, you know, if video games are becoming more of a part of mainstream culture, becoming more accessible as part of an art form and more understandable. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it is games like these that, uh, and, you know, more, uh, more uh, casual games, I guess, that'll, you know, be helpful yeah. in doing that. The casual games definitely break the ice, and, uh, well, some of them will get you to start playing, you know, new video games. Not really, like, Nintendo ones, because mm-hmm. they don't really kind of translate to other video games very easily, but certainly things like Flower, yeah, uh, yeah, which yeah. is a PSN game. Yeah, it uses just what you said, you know, the motion control, uh, except it uses the six axes. Uh, but still, you know, it's stuff like that where the casual games starting to break the ice for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, uh, at number eight, Metroid Prime. Ooh, Metroid Prime. Uh, I, you know what? It's a good game and everything, but that does not deserve the to be over. You know, a lot of these. And going back to it, Halo. What did Metroid Prime do that, better than Halo? Right. I, I would <laughs> agree with you. It's it is a fantastic game. To have it not on this top twenty-five list would be an absolute shame. Yeah, but. But to have it this high is kind of, uh, eh. A little bit. Um, plus, I mean, those there are those who have been saying that it should be comparable to the Citizen Kane 
what? video games. Huh? There, uh, there was like an IGN report that I think took it from like something of ABC News that compared Metroid Prime as the Citizen Kane of video games, as like That's a game that should, you know, define video games like as a whole or be like the the gold standard. And I guess it does do the first-person adventure thing well with, like, you do some shooting, you do some puzzle-solving, but I think for defining the industry as a whole, that's not as big in, you know, the grand scheme of things, maybe. Yeah, I mean, you've played this a lot more than I have, so you... Four your opinion times, matters. at least, yeah. And my brother... Well, more. more times, the same thing, you know? It's, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just can't imagine why people would say that. Hmm. I mean, Ooh. it's. I love Metroid Prime, but again, I think it's. It really just boils down to like Halo did a lot for video games, like straight mm. up. Period. And to see it at eleven is like you're trying to always go back and compare it. But yeah. it's just it's just a list. Anyway, number seven. Yep. Number seven is God of War. Hmm. I. You know what? It's, part of me thinks that it shouldn't belong there, and the other part of me says like, hell yeah, it does. Uh. It has really done a lot for the, the third-person action-adventure genre. It really, truly has, and it's an amazing game. Uh, I don't know what else, what else to say. Have you played it yet? Um, no, you were supposed to bring it, you know, oh, yeah. one time you never did, remember? <laughs> I think that, yeah. that's definitely a game that, like, when I you do pick up a PS2, like, that's one I should absolutely try and God of War 2. You know, well. actually, they have a God of War pack. They just released has God of War 1 and 2 um, for okay. a decent price for the PS3. I also saw that they've got a. Uh, we'll talk about it later, but they've got uh, another big trilogy for the PS2 for thirty bucks, which yeah, no spoiler right now, but that's later for the list. Um, oh really? Yeah, yeah. Number six. Um, number six is Half Life Two. That's that's rude. That's fair. Yeah, that truly that that does belong there, honestly. If not, like but, maybe you know a difference of one or two, because it's Half Life freaking two. Yeah. Yeah, it, the uh, Half Life Two. What is it? The orange box. Yeah, that like part. is the, one of the highest rated things of all time too. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Half Life Two. It it's Half Life Two. <laughs> That's all you got to say. Um, yeah. I mean, there are, I saw like another list that was like a more amateur one, and he mm-hmm. put Portal as number one. Portal, no, no Half Life Two and its various expansions like Portal. Mm-hmm. I can see as number one. Yeah, because Potential. Portal is based off of that engine, so right. I think just yeah for engine's sake, like Half Life Two is a standard again for like the modding and all that, you know, for different variations in the game. Absolutely. Yeah, and it has honestly moved the entire industry forward yet again uh, in terms of FPS games, and uh, and honestly, people can still go back to Half Life Two and have a, a you know a hell of a time because it's aged so well. Mm-hmm. Number five, we have Diablo Two. Yeah. I, I can't believe it was released in the last 10 years. You know, it feels like it was a little bit longer than that, but I still know people to this day that play Diablo 2. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, it, it definitely belongs there. I know Buzz would have a lot to say on Diablo <laughs> 2 if he were on the show. And, yeah. you know, you got Diablo 3 that they... They always seem to, like, you know, release little bits for and then say it's, you know, coming and... Where is it? Then they just kind of put the sh- the curtains over it again, and you don't hear about it for a while. Right, right. But uh, Diablo is a very fair choice. Diablo two at number five. That was back in two thousand, so yeah. that just <clears throat> makes the cut. Uh, number four, Deus Ex. 
from 2000. That was Dusex. Mm. It depends how you pronounce it, I guess. Yeah. One way or another, I don't think it belongs there. I know it's a really good game, but it, it's it's a niche game. You know, it's it's a cult favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it did do a lot for uh, mixing genres in terms of, like, it mixed the FPS and the uh, RPG genre for, like, one of the first times. Uh-huh. But the the fact that no sequel has been made and, like, people talk about it, but maybe it's because I never actually played it. I only know of it and I only, only know what it, you know, kind of did, but it just seems like it's way too high up there. Is that one of Warren Spector's games? I don't even know what a Warren Spector is. Warren Spector, you got Piff Man 2 in the chat saying is the creator of Epic Mickey. Oh, that guy? Yeah. Uh, let me check it out really fast. It might be. I mean... Again, like, this is... That was definitely before my time of, you know, getting into gaming. And that's, if I remember yes. correctly, it's a PC game. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, it is. Yeah, uh, yes, so, you're right. He is Warren Spector. Yeah, yeah he's so, got so it's just not my thing. I have not heard much of anything about it. And so to see it at number four, a little surprising. But, you know, if, if it's that kind of a cult, niche, solid game, then okay. Sure. Yeah. Now, number three, you had a, a little bit of object, objection to this, and I would actually agree. Just for the the mass phenomena that has become, number three is World of Warcraft 2004. Mm-hmm. That's that probably should be number one. I would agree with you there. Yeah, honestly, like World of Warcraft is millions of players. I see commercials on TV constantly for this game. Mr. G really and the Mohawk Grenades. Yeah, exactly. I've seen that <laughs> commercial. Every time I see it, I'm like, I still cannot understand why they chose Mr. T and made Mr. T grenades. He pities the <sighs> people who are stuck in the basement, fool. <laughs> I mean, dude, this is not just people stuck in the basement. I've gone to medical school. like in, uh, It's kind of weird defining yourself as a professional gamer because I, I really don't feel like it. You know, I'm a yeah. competitive gamer, I would call myself. But the outside world doesn't understand what competitive gamer is. When I say it, they think pro gamer. Yeah. And I talk to a lot of other people that play games, and the majority of people that I've talked to that actually like play games too, they play WoW. Mm-hmm. I know, like this one Asian girl, you know, talk, you know was talking to me. Uh, she has a three-month-old son, um, and she's just recently married. She's in medical school, and she has like, a level sixty rogue, or level seventy now, whatever. You know, and like a couple other alts too, and I was like, "Damn!" You got yeah, hot girl. You got hot game. girls too playing this game. That's, that's oh a yeah, stretch. <laughs> I mean, you see models and stuff like that, and like they have these little interviews and in like IGN and stuff like that, yeah. where they say, uh, "You know, this model plays video games." And what game do you think they play? World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft. I mean, like they, so. well, they've got some uh, some new expansion coming out next year. Like, yeah, is it the Burning Crusade. Now that might have already come out. I don't I claim to know anything about World of Warcraft, so don't I come to me it. for I your knowledge. <laughs> I played it by myself. Did For some reason, I just don't like the idea of joining Guild, which is kind of like the entire game in and of yeah, itself. I guess. Yeah, so I, I got to level 52 uh, in the first you know, expansion, or first game, whatever, like yeah, the first few months the game came out. Level 52 Troll Warrior by myself without a guild, and then I was like, you know what? I'm done. <laughs> okay. So. Number two... I think a very fair place for it. Grand Theft Auto 3. That was in 2001. Yeah, uh, I always think that the Grand Theft Auto series is, is just really overhyped, overrated, and just 
I'm kind of sick of seeing it getting such high scores and such praise because I don't think it's as fun as everyone says it is. It's all about but, the negative publicity that it gets. Like that's that's what makes it so that. relevant in the culture. Yeah, yeah, that probably is true. But I, I mean, like like I said with Halo, you know, even though I have negative feelings towards the game, um, I cannot deny its place in the list. Uh, and as number two, is it number two? Mm. Yeah, I, I can see why it's number two. Um, over WoW, not too sure about, but it definitely does belong high up on the list. Yeah, this is what I was talking about earlier. There's for uh, for PS2, they actually have a combo pack of Grand Theft Auto 3, San Andreas, mm-hmm. and Vice City, all for thirty dollars. Yeah. That's definitely worth it, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to to play it, but I, I don't think I'd be like much of a person like who'd actually enjoy those kind of games. I don't know. Maybe it's because it's like I just. I've never ever touched a Grand Theft Auto game before, and just to like submerge yourself in it, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it'll just be an experience. I mean, for, for the game that pioneered the sandbox genre, right? And that's, that's, it does sandbox better than any other genre or any other game so far. Still, and that is why it is so high on the list. Yeah, considering that now, like it just seems like more and more games they're making <clears throat> they're making the sandboxes, like. Any genre, any type of game, they just like say, like you know how multiplayer is almost like a, it's a given now. Like you, you kind of have to have multiplayer for your right, game, and right. if you don't, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it, Grand Theft Auto kind of made sandbox almost to like a, a net necessity, and it seems like a lot of games out there, a lot of games, kind of see sandbox like as something that you have to have. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it works, though, uh, you can take a look at reviews and whatnot, and you'll find out it doesn't always work. Yeah, <laughs> whether it's you know connections or just overall game period. Mm-hmm. So the number one video game of the past decade, according to this list from GameZone dot com, from two thousand five, R E four, Resident Evil four. Uh, it deserves to be really high up. I mean, honestly, have you played Resident Evil four? That was one that was sitting by the Wii, oh, the Wii version, God. and it was just like, all I know oh, is like, uh, yeah. what are you boying, stranger? Yeah. And like, uh, you know, Allie, uh, yeah, yeah. played this game constantly, you know, right. like, uh, as our listeners probably know, uh, Allie, the number one, number two, maybe, player in the, in the world for Smash, um, stayed over at our place for like a month or two. I'd say more of the two. Yeah, probably two months, and uh, he uh, loved Resident Evil 4. Like, this man played this game from beginning to end in, like, two days, and it was, like, the eighth time he's beaten it. And then he just continued to play it over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't understand the appeal, but, I mean, RE4 is that has changed so much for, for every single game in this genre. Uh even in other genres as well. I mean, it, it has pioneered the quick time events. Mm-hmm. Which quick not a lot of people is, like, but... Well, not a lot of people like it's overdone and overused, but when you play Resident Evil 4 for the first time and you've never seen a quick time event, you're kind of like, oh, damn. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's really immersing in, in the cinematics and stuff. Uh, other games stole from it. Don't do it that, don't do that well. Uh, but really, this game has changed so much for the industry. Uh, and... I can see why the prison won. I still disagree simply because WoW probably deserves it. Um, but if WoW were one, I would still say number two is Resident Evil Four. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quick time events for those that don't know or first time listeners, whatever. Where uh, 
during cutscenes or, or the like, where you have to actually you know, do button inputs at the right time to, you know, not die. Yeah. Pretty much. Just try it. It's a, a way to keep you more immersed in the game world. Like, press uh, I mean, to like, not die. the controls do. Like, have you played any other Resident Evil besides 4? Uh, no. I've never Don't. played Resident Evil. Like, they're not fun. Yeah. I'm just going to go out and say it. Like, Resident Evil 1, 2, 3, all the remakes and shit like that, they, they all suck. 5 got major complaints about controls. Yeah, we got made a lot of major complaints, mostly that they didn't really change a whole lot. And that Shiva, uh, like, the whole co-op thing, when you're not actually playing with someone, it kind of sucks. Yeah. So. Hmm. So, yeah, that's the uh, this list of top 25 games of the decade. If you have an opinion or you want to make a list of, you know, top 25 or top whatever games of the decade, uh, head over to our fan forums at smyn.smashnexus.net slash forum. Register, join, be a member, and have some good times. Now, we got a couple mail time questions before. I know we got 20 minutes before 4 o'clock here on a Saturday yeah. before you have your... Uh, your Christmas with your family, so we'll try I don't to... Think yet, so we'll probably have brunch for us. And... Yeah. <sighs> food's, food's important. <laughs> um, food's important. Come on. I've, I'm looking at this giant pile of presents right here, and it's going to take us all night to open this stuff. I almost thought you said this giant pie, and it was just like, oh, pie. <laughs> yes, that, that's, what, that's how I see my presents. It's just one giant pie, and I just, and I just jump in it. Each one is a slice. Um... First question, first question we got here is from Psycho Wing X9. Mm-hmm. The end of the knots is upon us. The zero zeros, double O's, the James <laughs> Bonds. How would you say gaming has changed in the knots compared to the nineties? And how do you think gaming will change in the tens? Well, we did touch upon it that it's going to become more cinematic and more artsy. Uh, motion controlling is going to be the next big thing. Um, I think we're going to start delving into Uncanny Valley soon, too. Mm, yeah. Give a definition uh, for those that don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, you want to? You probably know more about it than I do. See, the, the, it's, it's familiar, and I like heard it recently, but like to put it together, I'm... Oh. Uh, yeah. It's basically when uh, like graphics and fake human beings yeah. start looking too much like real human beings. Uh, and Uncanny Valley is kind of like this bell curve thing, where it's like, yeah. more it looks like a human... The more creepy it gets, yeah. The more so, that the uh, the person interacting like is having like, difficulty or has actually an easier diff- easier time realizing that it's you know like it's not real because of like the minor differences yeah. that it's, it just you know, kind of gets weird exactly because the minor differences here and there and the more it looks like it's a real human being but there's sl- like subtle things that are different and not really a human being is just uncanny. Mm-hmm. So that's what the uncanny valley is, and uh, they should say the creepy yeah. valley. <laughs> yeah, more or less, it's the creepy valley. The, the more you look like a human being, the more creepy it gets because they're not humans, and you can't really emulate everything of a human being. Mm-hmm. And the games are getting better, the graphics and everything. So, yeah, um, you know, I think compared to the '90s, the uh, the knots have done a, also a much better job, just overall with multiplayer. I mean, you have yeah. just games oh, yeah. are just a standard, and you know. Was it in like the late '90s? You had stuff like Smash Bros. and stuff come out. By the way, Melee from 2001. Oh, you're think, right. Why is that not on the top 25 of this guy's list? That's a very good point. That should definitely belong up there because that still is played like in every college dorm room ever. And it's like the party game of all party games. Yeah, and like if you're gonna have one party game, which is a huge genre, to be on that list, 
it's Smash. Interesting. But yeah, like, you know, the, the Knots did real, uh, multiplayer just exceptionally well. And the 10s, you know, definitely going to see the, the, the motion control and how the video game industry is going to try to make itself more accessible, like we mentioned earlier, more accessible to the general public. So it tries to you know, break its image. And I, I totally agree with you. We're going to hit that, that uncanny valley soon because if you see the overall change of graphic capabilities from... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just you know, two thousand, all the way to uh, to now, when they have HD graphics, I, mm. I'm not saying that you know we're gonna totally be buying into this 3D thing like Avatar that just came out, which I still have to see actually. Very but good movie. I'm well, hearing I'm hearing good things decent. about it, but like I don't think we're gonna be totally buying into 3D and all that. But you wonder what is gonna be the next step of graphics? Are there? You think there almost have to be. A major step yeah. just to keep up with the trends. When you look at the the eighties, seventies to the eighties, the eighties to the nineties, and and so on, like what's the next step? We've got HD mm. and it looks incredible. I'll tell you. I think that, like you said, multiplayer was really focused on in the last ten years. Uh, I think in the next ten years, we're going to see a lot more of immersion. Yeah. You know what? What does the motion control do? Well, it really kind of immerses you into the game a lot more. Uh, it kind of makes you feel like you're actually doing the activities. Uh, and there are actually 3D things coming out. There's like 3D glasses apparently that are coming out for PS3. Uh, Do we hit virtual down. reality by the end of the next decade? I mean, what do you think the, the Wii 2 is going to do? More immersion, probably. Yeah. I mean, the next step is VR. Yeah. You know. <laughs> it, it seems tacky, but it wouldn't be yeah, surprised. Like that's it's the next logical step. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, uh, the... The difference between the the you know nineties and the, the uh, knots, I guess you call it, mm-hmm. it, it kind of asked like it, it, the nineties were preparing the world for a whole new industry. And between two thousand and two thousand ten, you have seen uh, the immersion of the next biggest industry. Yeah, music has been selling billions of dollars throughout the world. Movies have. And now video games have taken spotlight for being the next big entertainment industry, uh, and it's here to stay. Video games are moving; they're already past films and you know, yeah. the, the cinema. So it's just you know where is it going to go from now? Probably even beyond. Mm-hmm. It, who knows? It might be the highest-grossing entertainment industry uh, of all time within the next few years. Mm-hmm. So um, let's see. Master of Fossils asks. What are your New Year's resolutions, if any, and what else do you plan on doing in 2010? I'll let you go first. Okay. Um, my New Year's resolution. I gotta work out. I'm getting chubby <laughs> by my standards, and I went on. You know, like I mentioned, we bought my mom Wii Fit Plus, and mm. so of course you know the family took turns and all that. And I remember last year, um, you got Wii Fit and. Yeah, you know, I, I gave it a try, and it said I was like my BMI was, I was I was like you know a little bit underweight, not not in the in the normal range, but I was a little underweight for for my standards. And now I'm like a twenty point something, which is just a little bit like under the perfect normal, but still in the normal. And I'm looking to myself, it's like I'm starting to get a little bit of a, a gut from you know that. So like I think I just gotta you know work out more and. <laughs> Maybe it's because yeah. of like my homework and all. I just like I sit by a computer doing mm. writing papers, doing editing and all, and it's I just don't get out that much. And 
Mm-hmm. Of course, it would it would help with the ladies too. Like I've made major. If I look back on it, the past, like I've made major major advancements with the ladies, and <laughs> that's just gotta continue. And hopefully, it does. It hopefully does. Um, what else do I plan on doing? Real life people, it's gonna be scary. Like, yeah. <laughs> am I gonna be you know living outside of Michigan? Am I gonna be completely financially independent, or am I gonna be living at home for the next year doing an internship so that'll help me in the job market to come? Ah, oh, it's it's a lot to to think about, and that's. And let me tell you, it's keep getting scarier, and scarier until you finally find a solution. You'll realize, start struggling, start you know really trying hard to find something and you won't find anything for a while and then when you finally find that thing that you feel that just sense of satisfaction and like oh my god I finally did it yeah oh. and, <laughs> and here we go yeah so Samurai Panda what are your New Year's resolutions the hell do you think I have time for resolutions <laughs> uh, no <laughs> Probably not. No, but I mean, like, I don't really have resolutions. I don't do that sort of thing. It's more like I motivate myself constantly, you know, and I try to keep up with my own goals. And I actually have been working out. I've been going to the gym. I've been losing weight. I've been on a diet. And I figure that's the least I can do while I'm studying at home is uh, get more lean, more fit, because I am a little overweight. I'm a little chubby, you know, uh, by my standards. Um,. And when you are, when you're a doctor and you kind of tell people, look, you, you have to lose some weight to you know be a lot healthier. So yeah, that's that standard. Look at yeah, well, good for you. So. And mm-hmm. just 2010, you're studying all the time. Yep, my my resolution is to study. Yeah, it's, it's me crazy time studying. And of course, I'm making a lot more too, going out with friends and uh, making new friends and stuff. And yeah, that's that's a good uh, thing for me too. Just to, yeah, to find the time to go out and stop making excuses. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, Usually, my excuses nowadays involve LOL and LOL, but <laughs> that's helpful. <laughs> um, I guess the final question that we're getting in big text on stickham.com/smyn at the live stream. Super is asking, Samurai Panda, have you been listening to the SMYN episodes you haven't been a part of? It's okay. You can be honest. Not at all. Guys, he doesn't have time. Yeah. I'm not sure they understand that. If he doesn't have time to, like, set aside a couple hours every couple weeks, do you think he's got time to listen to those couple hours every couple weeks? Yeah, really. I mean, like, it's, it's a lot for me to just keep up with, like, gaming news. Yeah. Like, I try. I usually just be going to game trailers and watching inter- any of those reviews while I eat lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the seven-minute reviews, that's that's my break. It's a multitask, you know? yeah. Yeah, so, what can I say? Like, I wish I could, uh, and I would if I could, but it's my life now. Yeah, I guess they just don't understand. So you're not even playing, like, any, you know, PS3 games? You're just waiting for uh, Assassin's, Creed, Assassin's Creed 2? Well, my brother, like I said, got like eight different games. He got Modern Warfare too. He got like yeah, basically everything that looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, as he has free time in his fourth year of medical school, um, because basically the first year is hard. Yeah. Second year is ten times harder. Third year and fourth year are kind of a joke in comparison. Yeah, I mean, 
the way that I, I mean, if you haven't yeah haven't played Modern Warfare two yet, because busy and all that. No, no, I haven't. Yeah. But I mean, I know all about it, and I've seen videos. Right, you, you've heard about like the the no Russian level. Wait, what? Oh, the the third level of the game is uh mm-hmm. just it's I w- I was very impressed by it what it did um, just overall for like the story and all that because it's it's the very controversial level in the game. Oh yeah, 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 that one. So I I was just you know very impressed like what it did for the narrative and I it, I think it really just. You know, I had talked about it on a previous episode of the podcast, but just, like, what it did overall for gaming, like, it really set the standard for, like, mature gaming, because, like, I think if, you know, you are a minor and you're playing this game, you're just like, oh, killing people! (laughs) But, you know, what it actually means for, like, the story and how that level actually ends is just really powerful. And, like, it's not, like, an emotional kind of thing, but, like, this is what video games are. It's at the end, yeah. if you haven't like played it yet, you know, just at least to play that level is, you know, it's it's uh, something else. I, I hear about it, and I think I will be playing it because it's a fairly short single player campaign, if I recall correctly. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's pretty brief, like it definitely under ten hours, probably like six to eight sort of thing. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I just opened up the stick cam, uh, so I, I forgot <laughs> it was on. Um. But, I mean, I don't know. There are going to be a lot of games I should play. I still haven't played Uncharted 2. And yeah, I was wondering if you could. Because you love Uncharted. My brother's getting on my ass every day. He's like, why aren't you playing this instead of LOL? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have a good reason. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, I mean, it's, that's what we, what we have, you know, this, this break for. If you have time for it, you know, mm-hmm. catch up with gaming. But then again, you got to get back to study. So you start again on... The 4th? Yep, I got about 8 hours of lecture on the 4th, and um, that's the first day back. You know, they, they don't give us a break, really. Uh, this is the longest break that we've ever had. People make a huge deal in medical school about one-day breaks, and they usually pile on the lectures right before the break, so, so they basically say, you're not getting a break. Um, so, I mean, like, I had 15 hours of lectures on the two days before freaking Thanksgiving, which happened after I had four exams in a row. So I was like, can you people please just give us a freaking week? You know, just like make it a light two days before we have Thanksgiving break. <laughs> but, yeah, that's too much to ask, I guess. Yeah. Guys, it's it's school. <laughs> yeah. it's, I mean, it's depressing. You know, It sounds really depressing and everything, but, you know, I knew what I was getting into. I knew what I was doing, uh, and I knew it was going to be hard. I know I knew what I was doing. Unfortunately, it's taking me away from things that I, I truly love doing, like you know, showing your news and uh, playing Smash competitively. I, I can't do that anymore, but real life catches up to you. Mm-hmm. Well, That's, if you ever have time for Show Me News again, just let me know, and yeah. I'll make time for you because it's it's always a pleasure to talk to you and just to to catch up mm-hmm. overall. And I'm sure the fans appreciate it the most. They're really looking forward to hearing what you had to say. <laughs> I, I hope that they uh, aren't disappointed in my return. Uh, it was fun. It honestly was. Going over the last uh, decade and kind of makes me feel even older than I already feel. Awesome. <laughs> we're old men. We really are. Because we, we were on... I think our generation had a best between the old generation and the new generation. Because the new generation, they don't get to see this, the crazy, awesome advances. 
You know, the old generation, they're still used to the old stuff, and they, you know, they saw all this new stuff. They don't get into it because they're, they're pretty much, they're too old to get into the, you know, the, into all the new stuff. Our generation was riding the wave mm-hmm. of the new age of video games, technology, of, you know, just, we, we got to experience everything changing. We got to experience dial-up right before it died and went to cable internet. Yeah. We got to experience what uh, Napster was. You know, Napster before, was good before times. it was you know, killed. Hmm? Napster was good times. Yeah, it was. Oh, man. You know, we got to experience the evolution of what is defining the world as we know it. And, I mean, yeah, it makes me feel a little bit old when I think back to these things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this and you remember that. And these new kids are like, what are you talking about? You know, and, uh, yeah. but I, I wouldn't give that up for a world. Little it's, kids of this generation don't know how good they have it. Yep. You make, make the sound, you know, like <laughs> like we're 80 years old, looking back, and you know, I used to walk five miles. Those were the days. My, my old controllers used to have four buttons. It was jump, punch, another jump, and another punch. Shoulder buttons? Ooh-wee! <laughs> but, you know, that's the sound of the times. I'm sure that you know, evolutions will happen yet again in the generation after this last generation, and they'll be like, man, do you remember when controllers used to not have motion sensing? Yeah. When we sat on a couch or a futon with a <laughs> controller plugged in to the console, yeah. not wireless. Wow. Now, Crazy. It's, it's going to be incredible. The more we do these kind of retrospectives as we get even older... That's, mm-hmm. that's for sure. In, in 10 years, I'm sure we'll be looking back and saying, man, they don't even know, you know, how much will would have happened in the next 10 years. And even though we're saying, like, VR might be a possibility, who knows? Maybe in a, in a couple of years, VR is a possibility and is the new standard. It's, it's incredible. <laughs> Honestly. Anyway, I want to thank the people who are in the Stickham chat. We, you know, it's tough for, like, a, a Saturday afternoon, a holiday. Mm-hmm. People are probably out of town, seeing yeah. family. Having Christmas, cough, cough. <laughs> we've got uh, Alan of Awesome, we've got Master Fossils. Kittens, underscore, 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 zero. I don't know exactly who you are, but thank you for stopping by. Um, <laughs> especially with that screen name. Uh, we got Super TH and Water Tales. Oh, it's James. Okay. Alan's <laughs> brother. <laughs> not, not, not Brandon, but yeah. Um, we also, I, I gotta thank, uh, Super TH, I gotta thank Cyberlink420, Tony TH, and mm-hmm. Top 11 um, while I was slaving away at finals, uh, they did a fan cast, so that counts oh. as ep- streaming years episode 52, they did a pretty nice. good job with that, you got some potential, and, uh, <laughs> I really appreciated that because life sucked those two weeks, um, <laughs> and, again, thank you so much, Samurai Panda. I, I really Oops. miss living with you, yeah. to be honest. In the apartment yeah, and all I, that. I keep looking back at it, man. Like, that apartment, that was the shit. That was, that was amazing. I was, I was actually even going through some old podcasts. Um, you know, I'm doing, like, the iTunes tagging and all, because, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully... That's the other big announcement. Hopefully we're trying to get this back up on iTunes by the end of the year. That would be a lot easier for me to keep keep track of it too. This is true. This you, is true. you have no idea how long it took me to realize where the the thread went. I was I kept looking for it one day, oh. and then I, I went to the Lighthouse for I think talking about TVC, the one coming out yeah. in America. It's like, oh, there it is. And I saw it there, and I was like, huh. So, 
But yeah, so hopefully it'll be back on iTunes. And I was, so I was looking through like past episodes, and there's the one that I did actually about a year ago, where it was like my top 25 stuff, and just a lot of them were like from episodes that we had at the apartment, and mm. all the crazy stuff we had. Like there was, there was one of them where you were coming back really late from a tournament. It was the uh, the SBR Infinites episode. Oh yeah, where like we had to you know wait for you know tell Highland and uh, and Slick to just like mm-hmm. you know hold on, and we started at like eleven something at night. Yeah, <laughs> I remember those like huge delays the tournament, and I was so pissed off. But like, but I and I kept rushing. You know, I was like, man, I gotta get back, I gotta get back. So and that one episode we were talking Arena Chan and Kerbifer and uh, Callum Stamp, and then we. Mm-hmm. Finished it up. Kyle was doing his recording, and he's supposed to be doing that. Uh, his movie's supposed to be done in like April. Oh, really? So that's what he, he told me. Because he yeah, he gave me a call to say like how how cool my uh, my animation was or whatever. But yeah, I remember yeah. he was doing like shooting for stuff like that. And we finished and we came down and we did some time. Like that mm-hmm. that apartment was awesome. Yeah, there's there's a lot of memories in that apartment and so many good times. Like at, when at first, like by my senior year. I was kind of like, man, people that say college is the time of their life, you know, they, they don't know what they're talking about. It's not really that big of a deal. And then that one year, that span of one year was the best time I've, I've really ever had in college and probably the best single year of my life. Mm-hmm. It's just so much fun. Yeah. There was so little responsibilities and just hanging out every day and just enjoying life. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's our little brief Show Me News <laughs> 2009 and then some retrospective for you. Um, we will see you in the new year, guys. Thank you for listening. With that, I'm Yoko. I'm Samurai Panda. And we are out. Peace. Now everyone gather around, and I'll tell you a story. Twas the brawl before Christmas, when all through the house, the only thing stirring was a tiny electric mouse. The game discs were placed inside the Wii with care, in hopes that Sakurai-san soon would be there. The smashes were passed out, not even in their beds, while visions of F-smashes danced in their heads where Peach in her kerchief and I in my cap had just met on FD to wake Bowser from a nap. When, back in reality, there arose such a clatter, I sprang off the floor to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash and pulled away what looked like Captain Falcon's sash. The moon cast on the breast of the summit snow, shone off the topies and polar bears below. When, what to my smash-loving eyes should appear, but a red landmaster and eight Yoshis, not reindeer. With a strange little driver, so teasing and quick, I knew it must be Sakurai and not St. Nick. More rapid than Sonic, those dragons they came, and with smash ball in hand, he called them by name. 
now red, now blue, now yellow, not vixen. On pink, on cyan, on black, where's Blitzen? To the top of the stage, fly up along that wall. Now smash away, smash away, smash away all. As smashers on Hyrule Castle, when the tornado fly, meet an obstacle, double jump, upbeat to the sky. So up to the housetop, the Yoshis they flew, with a list full of techniques, and Sakurai too. And then, with a speedy shine, I heard on the roof, the jumping and plodding of each little hoof. As I clutched my controller, turning around, down the chimney, Sakurai-san came with a bound. He was dressed in wolf's fur, from his head to his foot, and his clothes were singed with PK fire and soot. Loads of fan complaints he carried on his back, and he looked like a scapegoat opening his pack. His eyes so tired, his hair part, how merry! His cheeks were like Kirby's, his nose like a cherry. His worried mouth was scrambled just like a bow, and after brawl, his skin was as white as the snow. Since he never smiled, he never showed his teeth, and the sadness around him even killed the wreath. Slaving over the game, he hardly had a belly. Who knew that his entire diet consisted solely of jelly? And his height, short and tiny like an elf, and I laughed when I saw him, in spite of myself. A tremendous wave dash and a nod of his head soon let me know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work, filled the stockings with melee, then turned with a jerk, pulling out a tissue and blowing his nose. Do you love me now? And up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his landmaster, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, A happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. Merry Christmas from us here at Show Me Your News.